Hey, this is Dave Pryor for Leading Agile Sound Notes. At Agile 2017, we're doing interviews all week long, so if you can't make it to the conference, you still get a sense of what's going on. A lot of these interviews are going out live. Some of them are going to be posted later on. Right now, we're going to talk with Joanna Rothman about some of the stuff she's working on. Joanna, thank you for being here. Thank you. So, you write a lot of books. I do. And you wrote a new book. I did. And I have the title written down. Create your successful Agile project, collaborate, measure, estimate, and deliver. Yes. Okay. So what does the book focus on? So the book is about how you can use all the principles of Agile okay. and not be stuck on one particular framework okay. or approach. Okay. I, in all of my work with my clients, they, they like, a lot of them love the two-week iterations of Scrum. Mm -hmm. That's great, but they don't work on just one project. They have support work, they're still okay. working on another project because their managers are not managing the project portfolio. I mean, they have interruptions for requests. They cannot manage, they cannot commit to work because they don't know what they're actually going to do for two weeks. Okay. So they should use a Kanban board inside a two-week cadence of planning. Okay. So, when so I, go well, ahead. How would that work? I mean. You're talking about a two-week iteration. When I think of Kanban, it's all about continuous flow. Yeah. But if we're talking about a sprint, it's got right. an end. So right. how does this work? So you, instead of iterations, you go to cadences. Okay. So you have a cadence of planning. Okay. Right? You plan every two weeks. You still have, um, hopefully, a roadmap. Okay. And hopefully it's longer than a two-week roadmap because sure. two-week roadmap is a backlog, yeah. right? <laughs> it is scary. Um, and then you understand your strategic intent for the project that you're working on. Okay. But the problem is if you have all these interruptions, if you have support problems, if you have, um, please can you do respond to this proposal or something like that, yeah. you, you need to accommodate that work. So... I may be going way off track. That's okay. Because I've been doing a lot of research on this recently because of a talk I have to give soon. A digital agency. Yeah. What we used to call web shops. They have yeah. teams where there's 13 different clients. You're working on 10 different projects at once. There's the start-stop thing all the time. Right. Can this help them? Yes. Okay. Those are, those are exactly the kinds of people. I see it in IT shops okay. where they have, they're doing support for previous products and then they're still supposed to work on this project. Yeah. If you have to wait for a customer, right, because you're a web shop, an, ag an agency, well, right? Well, yeah, we call them web shops, okay. but the young kids today call them digital agencies. Okay, fine. Yeah. So you're in an agency and you, you do a bunch of work for client A and then you're waiting for Response. their feedback. Yeah. Right, and then they would like to give you feedback in the moment, but they have to try it. They and have to experiment. People and, right, yeah. so they they're not going to get back to you for at least two days. You're not going to twiddle your thumbs. You're going to start another project right. or go back to client B who you worked on before. So this is exactly the right thing for them because okay. you cannot always do continuous flow, right. but you can have flow, and okay. then if you have a cadence of planning, then you can figure out what to do. And especially a cadence of retrospectives. Yeah, I was gonna get there, but I was I wanted to stick with planning for a second. Okay. So if I'm if I'm with a team that's working this way, would I be planning a sprint with from on five projects, stuff from all five projects in my 
cadence, you call it a cadence backlog? What do you call the backlog? Then? So it's a backlog. Okay. I mean, just call am it Am I going to bring the, all the work I'm expecting to do in the next two-week cycle, put that in the backlog, kind of mashed up together? Or am I going to keep all the separate backlogs and just jump from one to the other when I need work? So I like it when the team says, we're going to work on all this stuff in our backlog. Okay. Right. So it might be client A, client B, client C, okay. support for product D, support for product F. Make all the work visible. Okay. And then as, as best you can for the next two weeks. Right. And if you cannot... If you cannot really plan for two weeks, you should really go to Kanban and just do continuous flow. Okay. But if you, but if you can plan for the next two weeks and you have milestones for the given kinds of different projects, why not use a cadence of planning mm, yeah. that actually works? But Joanna, they have to become totally agile. Yeah. Uh, why? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, yeah, and I actually think that this is more agile than trying to say you can only work on this product yeah. for this team, right? We're flowing work through the team. That's a little prescriptive for yeah, those kinds I think of agencies. So. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So I really like a stable team, right? Keep a stable team together. That was together. one of the things I was going to ask you. So that is important. You do need a stable team so they can right. get to a performing state. Right. Right. Because they have to learn to trust each other. They have to learn how to have safety with each yeah. other. Yeah. Okay. Now, do you think it's important for teams to do retrospectives? Oh, yes. <laughs> oh, yes. Oh, yes. How often can I say this? Yes. I, I tell in my class, like, this is the only thing in this CSM class you cannot violate. Right. The one thing you have to do is you have to do retrospectives, and if you skip that, you're, you've walked away from Agile entirely. So, <laughs> I don't tell people that, but... I say, well, they're not inspecting and adapting well, they're at not. the team level. Right. What, what are you... right. So in the, in, the, um, the, in the meetings chapter in the book, right. the first thing I talk about is a retrospective. I don't talk about planning first or, God forbid, the stand-ups. Right? Okay. I, I don't even... <laughs> your I, issue? Well, we'll get to that. Yeah, minute. we'll get to stand-ups okay. in a minute. But if you don't do a retrospective, right. then you're not, you're not doing anything like Agile. Yeah. You might be doing iterative and incremental, but you don't have the Agile mindset. You don't have the values. You don't have the principles. So is it fair to say that it would not be, in your opinion, not be a sound practice to say, we'll do a retrospective at the end of the project or at the end of the phase. I'm assuming you're advocating for a regular rhythm. A regular rhythm, yes. <clears throat> I have found that the more often we do retrospectives, I do this for myself, yeah. right? I do this in my team of one. <laughs> Yeah. And I do it with the people who help me with my books. I mean, I do it with my teams. I do it for me. I mean, the, the more you want to learn and the better you want your process, what, you have to learn. You have to actually examine your process yeah. and learn from it. Okay. So quickly, let's talk about the structure of the book because we were talking okay. about that a little before. How is it organized? So the first, the very first chapter is about understanding Agile. Okay. I, I keep encountering all these managers and project managers who say, Agile is new. Agile is new from, you know, 2001. And I'm thinking, well, no. Um, I was doing continuous <coughs> integration back in the 70s because that's how we worked then, right. even though we were booting computers with paper tape. So... Um, Continuous integration, pairing is nothing new. Okay. And I go through a little bit of, uh, it's a very short history of Agile, and especially talking about the lean influences on the mm -hmm. Agile manifesto. 
Okay. So, and there's a ton of references. So people could go back and read all those books okay. or articles. Because I think it's really important to say, what did people say from. originally? Yeah. yeah. And then the first part of the book is about creating the cross-functional team. So um, what roles do you need on the team? Okay. Um, what does a cross-functional collaborative team look like? And it's all about how people interact with each other with giving feedback and creating safety and yeah. coaching each other. Each other, right, not needing necessarily a coach. And then what kind of leadership do you need? So I am fine with the word agile project manager. Okay. Yeah. I have no problem with that because right. that's what a scrum master is. I actually don't like the master part of scrum master. Um, scrum facilitator would be a better word for me, but okay. that's not the word. They didn't ask me. Yeah. You know, it's okay. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, so and spilt and, milk. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I'm not going to go back and change history. Yeah. I I'm not a quantum leaper. I can't go back. <laughs> so, so it's it's so important then to ask yourself: Do we need a natural coach? And I think about, you know, I have a coach from my business. Mm -hmm. I I ask for coaching from people. I get coaching sometimes invited, sometimes not yeah. from other people. And if I'm kind of at the top of my game and I'm still asking for coaching, why would people not, new to something, not ask for coaching? I, I never, under, I, I always talk about like, if your football team got really, really good, would they fire the coach because the team was so great they didn't need him anymore? I think you need no. it even more when you get to performing state because it's, the how success can you make those might, little how, you might miss adjustments. Yeah, yeah, plus the fine tuning. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Yeah. So that's the first part. And then, then we go into how do you get your project done. Okay. So it's chartering, it's um, what, the, what are the features, how do you rank the features, um, creating technical excellence. And then you notice I'm putting all that stuff before estimation. What's the issue with estimation? So I am a big fan of one day stories so you don't have to estimate. Okay. Right. You're, uh, this is, I spent a half an hour with Ron and Chet. How do you get it to be a one? Because I can't get there, man. A one-day story I can get, but a task, or do you, are you a supporter of the tasking? No, okay. no, okay. no. One-day story, so that you, can, you can release value every single day. Now, okay. once you get to one-day stories, you might get to half-day stories, right. but that's a different problem. Okay. Right? I, want, I really want people to be, to be able to release something every single day. Okay. And when you can do that, you count the number of stories. Okay, so for the, if you're watching, and this isn't clear, I just want to say this explicitly. When she says a one-day story, what she means is there's a post-it on the wall, and by the end of the day, we can ship it. Not by the end of the day, it's ready for QA. This is something small enough that it's all the way through the system in one day. Yes, and that suggest to the team that they pair or swarm or mob. Okay. Right? So that they have to collaborate. Yeah. It's not my story, it's not your story, it's our it's story. Our story. I think that's a really big deal. Us as a team, we have to move this across the board. And we might have a various number of columns in our board because okay. we want to track where we're where we're going. Okay. But it's so important that we move this across the board. Okay. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. So the book is on Amazon. It will be on Amazon. Oh, yeah. It's in copy editing right now. It's, it's, it's August. No, this one is with the Prags. Oh, okay. So this I is, know. All right. I know it's because I was so looking funny. in Lean Pub and I'm like, where? Where all is right. it? Yeah. So, so this one, this one is with the Prags. It's in copy editing right now. Okay. It should be released 
really soon. Soon. And they yeah. can go to your website. Yes, I have a page on my site. There's okay. a page on the Prags. Tell me they can, Oh, um, jrothman.com slash books. Okay. And <laughs> Just so you write, we're going to go, this is a clunky segue into the next topic. So when I was preparing for the interview, one of the things I was thinking about was every single time we talk at this conference, you have a new book. And you blog a lot. I do. And you're also writing fiction now. I am. And I work with a lot of people who are like, oh, I should write, I can't write, I don't have time to write. You write a lot. I do. So I wanted to ask you about your writing practices. How did you get to the point where you're writing as much as you do? And what are some things you do to keep going like that, keep that cadence up? So you're going to laugh because it's all about Agile. I only write for a 15-minute block. Okay. So I have ideas. Um, in, in the notes application on my iPad, I have little bits of you know, things I want to remember, things I, I'm thinking about. Those are what Jerry Weinberg calls field stones. Okay. So they're ideas that are percolating. And I don't need to think hard about them. I need them to percolate. Right. When I write a book, I need to do the research, and I have to have all the details behind it. Okay. But I, I can percolate on this stuff. And then I, um, if I'm writing a chapter in a book, I might ask the three questions at the beginning of the chapter. So I, I don't outline. I'm, I'm terrible at outlining. Okay. I might mind map, but I, I rarely wow. do that, okay. too. I, you grew I up in the United States. I did. You're supposed to know how to outline. Yeah, I, I flunked Mind outlining. for Europeans. <laughs> I flunked outlining. Okay. Because I always have more ideas when I write. So I find that the, the, the most interesting stuff comes from me writing down. Okay. So there's, there's the idea part. That's fine. Right. And then I write down for 15 minutes. Okay. I don't edit. I don't go back. I don't. I might add a sentence if I forgot to add a sentence. I often say xx colon. Remember to look this up or look up reference, and then I keep, keep writing. Going. Okay. And I only do that for 15 minutes, and it's surprising what you can write in 15 so minutes. So do you write multiple times a day? You, yes. Okay. And then I reflect back, and there's something called cycling where I go back and I read what I wrote. Um, I might not read from the top going down if I'm not done yeah. with this piece. I read the last couple of paragraphs and say, oh, I remember where I was. Good. And then I keep writing for another 15 minutes. Okay. So, is the, I mean, do you have particular times of day that you, like, uh, the stuff that I've read about writing, like you read, you know, Stephen King says, that for this many hours every morning, I mean, that's what I'm going to do. So I, I still have a full-time job as a consultant. Right, and, and you're traveling, and that's I hard travel. to maintain. That's yeah. my excuse for myself is I don't have a regular schedule. How can I do this? So I try, I try to make 15 minutes every day. So while we're here at this conference, I've been making five minutes every day. Okay. Because I'm conference, exhausted. At this conference, that's a pretty big achievement. Yeah, I'm totally exhausted. Yeah. I still have to do my email. I still have to call my wonderful husband. I mean, I still have to do all the pre the people stuff. Yeah. But I so I'm working very slowly okay. on the next piece. That's of a, writing. It is a very agile. I mean, 15 minutes doesn't sound like an exorbitant amount of time. No, and, and that's it, it accumulates. So the interesting thing is when you get accustomed to writing. Um, Writing down, that means you, you, you can actually write fast. Mm -hmm. 
-hmm. that you're not going back and editing, you're not looking at just what you did, from your brain you just spill keys. from your brain. I can write very close to 500 words okay. in 15 minutes. My normal pace is about a thousand words an hour. Okay. But if I'm really, if I'm really on something, if I'm ranting and raving, yeah. which are the most interesting yeah. posts, right? Um, I can write pretty close to 500 words in 15 minutes. Wow! And is the, the use of the book process is different. So the book process, I like to have an idea of where I'm going, so I, I mind map the book, okay. and then I put that aside and I never look at it again. But you've thought through it. I've thought through it, yeah. right? This is the planning is everything, but the plans are nothing, yeah. right? Yeah. So, so I do plan a little bit, and I use question-driven writing. I have three questions at the top what of every chapter. Questions? Well, whatever oh, chapter it is. Oh, you decide what they are. Okay. Yeah. So, for the um, for the leadership chapter in in the in the Create Your Successful Agile Project book, I said, what do people know, need to know about servant leadership? Why okay. am I talking about servant leadership? What's, what does an agile project manager do? Okay. And I, I adjusted those questions as I proceeded, but those were kind of the guiding questions. Okay. And that helped me structure the chapter. Cool. And so as these ideas are coming to you, I just, this just occurred to me, so I want to say this out loud. Um, you said you're generating new ideas while you're creating, and you'll just make a note. That's yeah. you adding something to the product backlog that you'll come back to later. Yeah. Which is also pretty yeah. This is yeah. really cool. So if you're struggling with writing, can you manage 15 minutes a day? I mean, that would be a great way to do it. Um, thank you very much. This was great. Thank you. And good luck. So the new book, you can go to jrothman.com. Yep. Be out very soon. And it is called Create Your Successful Agile Project. Collaborate, measure, estimate, and deliver. Yep. Cool. Thanks. It was great Thank you. you. This right. was fun. Cool. And keep watching. We're going to be doing these all week long. There's another interview that you should check out with Johanna and Mike Griffiths on the new Agile standard. The Agile Practice Guide. Agile Practice Guide, sorry. Yeah. That is coming out very soon from the Agile Alliance and PMI together. So that's pretty cool too. It is. Yeah. All right, thanks.